This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I am excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm also excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. Today's guest is Victoria Carrington. She is a mother, a coach to women, an author, and the founder of a new framework for in-depth Bible study called The Aroma Approach to Bible Study, which helps you have a comprehensive and verse-by-verse study for a fragrant life in Christ. This conversation was rich. I loved it. I'm pretty sure you're going to be inspired by it as well. You can find out more about Victoria at victoriacarenting.com and thearomaapproach.net. All right, here we go. Victoria Carrington here on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Victoria, welcome to the show today. Hi, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to have this conversation because we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, And it's learning more about God's word and how to apply it to your life in a practical way. And so you have a concept that we're going to talk about in just a few seconds. But before we get into that conversation, I want people to know more about who you are and um, what you do. So can you give a little bit of a backstory of uh, who you are? Absolutely. It's, it's a long story. I am in my 50s, so there could be a lot to say. Um, most importantly, I came to Christ uh, kind of later in my life, in my 30s. Um, I was pregnant with my first child, and God just upended my life and really um, showed me that I needed him through some co-workers uh, that I knew. And it's just been a glorious road since then. And so I had my son, and then this is my 30s, so like I said, later in life. And then my daughter. Now, after I had my daughter, three years after my son, I really kind of sealed the deal with the Lord. I mean, I really, you know, I said this in his prayer. I understood what it really meant to be born again and really gave my life to Jesus at that point. And I never looked back. Um, I will say early on, I, I really just knew nothing about God, the Bible, Christianity. Just, I didn't know anything about anything. Um, but I heard the Lord really give me a message, which included in part that I would be teaching his word. I was like, wait, what now? Um, so that's a little bit confusing. Um, but it was, it was a moment that was very emotional and I knew it was God, even though I was a, a new believer at the time and I praise God for it. So, uh, fast forward to now, maybe I shouldn't go too fast forward, but, um, so this teaching idea started when God called me from a career. I was a psychiatrist, um, to homeschooling. So I started homeschooling my kids again, something totally weird, strange, like what on earth, God, um, that was the beginning, I believe, of God unpacking and unfolding that vision. Jesse, I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. You know um, God would give you a vision and plant the seed in your heart, and it kind of unpacks it over time. So the beginning was my homeschooling. I spent a lot of time teaching my kids about God and the Bible. You know why? Because I needed to know about God and the Bible. Um, so it was a blessing as I'm reading to them and teaching them, I'm teaching myself about God at the same time. So um, really a blessing, the whole homeschooling thing, although at the time I thought it was you know very bizarre a thing, especially back then for God to be asking of me. So uh, even back then, I just had a heart for reaching out. So I had a homeschool, a Christian homeschool mom blog and did some devotions and things on there, wrote a couple of devotionals um, uh, that are on Amazon right now, just little short, short things. Um, really trying to stay true to that vision, but never quite feeling like I was completely fulfilling that. Um, so fast forward, this past couple of years, my daughter, uh, after my son graduated from homeschool, my daughter wanted to go to Christian school. 
So she did that. So that opened up some time for me. And I'm like, okay, Lord, how do you want me to move forward? How do I move forward? I have um, a ministry called Encourage Amount. I've been on Facebook for a long time with that, just, you know, posting God's word, answering people's questions. Um, it's okay, Lord, how do you want me to pivot this, maybe do more with it? I actually have a Christian business uh, entrepreneur network, um, large group, just ministering to people on there. Hey, Lord, what do you want me to do with these two things? How do I move forward? So I'm, I'm looking for answers, especially I thought maybe around the encourager mom. And then God lays on my heart this aroma. I'm like, aroma? What's aroma? And it was aroma mom at the time, although the Lord had done some other things with that. I'll talk more about that. So yeah. hey, what's aroma? I actually literally had to look up in the Bible, you know, because if aroma wasn't there, it wasn't of God. And I need to know that word was in the Bible. And it was. Yeah. Um, so um after the Lord started to just reveal this to me and showing me that was going to be my real teaching ministry that he had called me. That's kind of, from what I can see for this season, I can't see the future. Um, this is a fulfillment of what he said. Again, he may have more, but that's what it is for right now. Yeah. So uh, the Aroma Approach to Bible Study is a book. I have uh, the Aroma School of Discipleship, which is uh, a school where I have online courses that people can take. Actually, only one course is up now, so a lot of this is still in development. Uh, the book is also not on Amazon just yet. Really racing with the Lord to get that done, but he keeps showing me, you know, the teaching ministry is very important, so stick with that. Um, and that is where I am right now, but it has gone beyond moms. The Lord has shown me, um, just for right now, it's it's something for everybody, just teaching God's word. I, I have no doubt he will call me to moms. He's calling me to, like, a, a curriculum for families uh, where moms and dads can teach their children the Bible. I'm getting a lot of requests for that, and yeah. I praise God for it. But one thing at a time, I would tend to get ahead of God. So it's something, something that you mentioned, <clears throat> you said that... Um, Sometimes God can plant the seed, but he unpacks it over time. That truly resonated with me um, because oftentimes God gives us a vision and we feel as if we need to do it right now and we can get ahead of God, which is pretty much impossible. That pretty much getting ahead of God means that you're just being disobedient, right? And so sometimes we can be disobedient or we can be so ambitious. That's a better word. That's a more softer yeah. word. Yeah. We can be so ambitious to, to get this vision out and to be the spokesperson of this vision or these goals that we can kind of delay the process of what God is trying to do. So in the beginning, when God gave it to you, did you feel the need to run with it or were you just obedient to just allowing it to unfold as you grew? Well, praise God. I did let it unfold. I wish I could say because of obedience. I honestly think it's more, I just didn't know what to do. So I was like, so Lord, remember, I, I really didn't have a church background. So I'm like, okay, like what, I'm, like, what does that even mean? Like, so, so I sat before the Lord, I did pray and asked him, what does this mean? And he would tell me things like do a blog, do a homeschooling thing. Um, so, and I knew in my heart, those weren't the complete things. Um, but yes, for me, I, I wish I could say I was just being obedient. It was more, I didn't know what to do. And I really was trusting, looking back, that was the right thing to do. My personality is to get ahead of God. And I would have gone and opened up my school. I would have been doing this and that. That's my personality. But I praise God um, for really keeping that rain on me. So you mentioned the concept is called Aroma Bible Study, right? And I know that's an acronym and I'm really big on acronyms. So can you just tell us what the acronym is and then let's break each part of it down individually. So what does Aroma stand for? Amen. So it's the Aroma Approach to Bible Study. So the A is for arrange. And that, okay, first of all, let me say this. So the Aroma Approach to Bible Study is a verse by verse approach. Um, this is just where the Lord has me now. I, 
have done a lot of reading through the entire Bible and Bible plans are you like a chapter a day. The Lord has me, okay, take your time, unpack these verse by verse. So in each individual verse, the A stands for arrange. And I use that to mean uh, how seminarians might diagram a Bible verse and just really break it down. This has just blessed me. It's hard to sometimes explain that to people, but the blessing you get by breaking down some of these complex sentences in the Bible is just a beautiful thing. For me, I teach people just to do that in English. Some people do it in the original languages. I, I'm not there yet. Um, the R is for read. So not only do I teach people there's different ways to read, read devotionally, read prayerfully, read expectantly, and even read evangelistically, which sounds strange, but God showed me sometimes you want to have a word when you're thinking, how can I use this word to help somebody else? Yes, it's to help you, but everything about the aroma approach is to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Christ. So I'm glad that God gave that to me. So those ways to read. Secondarily, how do we read a little deeper? And so how can we read in the original languages? And how can we read like what type of literature is this? Is it wisdom literature? You know, is it poetic? You know, we just to get some sense of that, not to go too deep into that. I think people go off too deep into that, but taking a quick look at that. And the, um, the O is something I love, which is the orientation, to orient yourself. Where are you in the Bible? Uh, and I call it the Jesus story. So where are you in the, the story of redemption? Where are you geographically? Where are you historically and culturally? Especially in terms of Jewish culture, we can miss a lot if we really don't understand Jewish culture. And that's the Old and New Testament because <laughs> Jesus was still a Jew, okay? He wasn't, you know, all of his, um, his apostles Jews, they lived as Jews in, in the Jewish uh, nation. Um, it's very important to understand uh, the sociocultural, uh, historical parts of things. So that's or, the orientation I love. I uh, go into the archeological context. It's interesting how many verses have an archeological context. Even, um, like I said, I, my verse in Second Corinthians, but there's a uh, First Corinthians. It's actually the oldest manuscript ever found. That's fascinating. That's the very oldest manuscript that we have um, from from the New Testament. So things like that can really not only ground our faith. Again, they can help us in um, kind of apologetic evangelism and and teaching other people about the reliability of the Bible. M is meditate, and I needed to really talk about this because uh, there's two groups. So some people to think, oh, Eastern meditation, biblical meditation is all the same. And people say, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna meditate. That's not Christian, I wanna honor God. Um, and the, the truth is the Bible does talk about meditating on God's word. Uh, it is biblical when you do it in a biblical way. And so I teach people a biblical way and there's so many creative ways to get the word of God, You know, writing it, singing it, uh, saying it, praying it, putting it up, uh, sharing it on social media, all kinds of different ways I teach people to meditate. It's not just a sitting and, and, um, and just memorizing, although memorizing is certainly a way of, of meditating too. But the last, um, that's always the most important, and the last A stands for agree. So we go through all this stuff and, and there's a danger in just being analytical and just using our, our mind, just being only intellectual and having it just sit there. But the idea is I need this in my heart. God is showing me something and I've got to ask him. I ask him explicitly, Lord, what are you showing me? in this, when I'm going the verse by verse in the verse, and sometimes if I'm doing multiple verses in the whole passage, um, and then I need to explicitly agree with God. I mean, I just can't stress this enough. When God is showing me something, because it's easy, that, that D word, disobedient, it's easy for me to get there. So I need to not only ask, but then to make up my mind, I'm gonna obey. And that's what agree means. Although I added a part about amen. Saying amen means to say yes to God. So it's really the A is kind of a multiple meaning for a, agree and amen. And you said to me that I'm thinking maybe it should be a third A, which is kind of apply, but all three of those kind of go together, right? So first you got to agree, 
say amen, yes, God, and then truly go out and apply it. So you may have given me yet another A um, to kind of add in there. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have an interesting story because here you are, a woman who didn't really have any biblical training or didn't have a biblical background, a spiritual background, and correct me if I'm wrong, and now God has deposited this concept into your life, not just into your spirit, but it becomes a part of your life. Um, was there any hesitancy in the beginning? Like, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not the authority to do this. I don't have the education to do this. I've never been to seminary or was it like, God gave it to me. I'm going for, I'm going for a blast now. Well, I wish I could say that, but no, I mean, I really did have doubts and you will meet Christians who will say that like, well, who are you to be talking about original languages? And you got to be careful. Um, you might not understand things. You haven't been to seminary. Um, so not, it wasn't only just in my own mind. I had those doubts enough myself. Um, but other people would definitely have no problem speaking that into my life also. So um, I, and I have to say, because of that, and I understand the Lord does want us to be prepared. I spent a fair amount of time um, taking online seminary courses and things like that. I've asked the Lord many, many times, does he want me to actually go to seminary? I believe I could do that if that's his will. And he has said no many times. Um, I still fight that sometimes, that's okay. I have started actually co-moderating a room on Clubhouse with somebody who actually graduated from seminary. I think there's a different time in my life. I never would have been able to have a room with her. I would have felt too intimidated, but instead she's a blessing to me um, in her bringing her seminary experience. So I don't need to feel threatened by that. God just doesn't have that for me right now. And I honestly feel like he might have that for me if that sounds kind of weird, even though I'm older, I think he might have it for me even later in life. Like once my kids are really out of, out of the house and all that, and I'll be ready. But I know I've grown because she can be in my room and I'm fine. I'm good. And if she does say something, if I do say something wrong, oh, well, I learned in seminary this, I can receive that from her. There's a time that would not have been true. So God had to grow that confidence in me for sure. So do you think that seminary would serve? Well, let me take that back because you don't know it's, it's in the future. So you, you're not sure where it's going to be, but right. do you think that seminary would serve as a form of validation or just an opportunity for you to get more tools to go deeper in your study? Yeah, I would say only to get more tools to go deeper. And that I think is what God was showing me is, is that really true? Do I really need that? And I will tell you, people that know like her who graduated from seminary aren't necessarily that big on seminary anymore. Seminaries have changed. Um, most of them are theologically liberal. It's very challenging to find one that is not. Um, and do I really need to know how to do declensions in Greek or is knowing how to use um, a good uh, interlinear, is that enough? for me and what God has me. So you're right. I really don't know that God's going to do that. He may, and, and he may not. Yeah. I am hundred percent sure that it's not for me at this time. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't really be validation. We get, get more tools. What the Lord showed me is you have tools. Yeah. So I think I told you I was, um, there is a uh, course that's been around since the eighties. This is so funny to watch these old guys called the world video Bible school. They go through the entire Bible theologically conservative. Um, of course, you never agree with every single thing that anybody says, but all oh, the things I've learned by going kind of chapter by chapter, not necessarily chapter by chapter through the Bible. The Lord, I literally, when I was asking the Lord, the last time I asked him, I said, maybe I can go to Liberty University online. You know, I'm looking at their MDiv degree. I think that's doable, especially with the Lord in it. And uh, the Lord said, no. And I said, okay. And uh, I literally, at that point, I Googled like online seminary I've done that before 
And I, I never saw these people before. And they must have been, they've been around since the 80s. But somehow that day, that came from my Google, and I've been doing it ever since it's now been probably a year and a half. I've been going through all, it's a lot of videos. Yeah. Um, and the Lord has blessed me in that. So there is something to having teaching and going to the Bible. But see, that's what I'm trying to provide for other people. I can't get everybody on board with committing to this whole world video Bible school, but I can, can try to give people pieces of what I've learned for regular people like me who just want to go deeper to do whatever it is that God called them to do better. Yeah. I would assume that you've already had people go through this or become a part of your group who have who is practicing the Aroma Bible study right now. What kind of feedback are you getting from those in your community? I would say so far, people are just kind of saying this is just different for them. It's something they've never really done before. Again, as Christians, I don't know about you, but I've always focused on like reading through the Bible in a year. There's one different, which is there's nothing wrong with those Bible plans, but the verse by verse approach is different. But the interesting thing is, even before the aroma approach, um, this is how God works. I was seeing more people were saying, you know what, I, I feel like I just want to go slower in my Bible and just really take my time with it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm working on something like that. At this time, I haven't had so many people going through this just yet. For the few that I have, have said it's very nice. It's good. It's different. And in, I think part of it, as I'm thinking about this more and more uh, in the past few months, since people have been telling me this, it's our culture. We're such a microwave culture um, that people are just really feeling like, wow, I never just sat down and really looked at these verses like this before. And it's fascinating. It's blessing me. Um, so that's really the feedback. It's just different. And it's, it's blessing people in a way they just haven't been blessed before. Now, most of the people I'm referring to are people who have been in the word for a long time. So they're people who already know the overall story of the Bible. So they're not going to take one verse, go to context. Although we, I do talk about in the, uh, in the orientation part, uh, getting that context, that uh, pericope, you know, that, that section that's all around your one verse. We do talk yeah. about that too. When I think about the benefits that this could have uh, for people who, um, partake of the Aroma Bible study. I'm, I'm sensing that this is going to be practical suggestions for increasing their knowledge of God and their and not, not just spiritually, but in their in their whole life. Am I correct in saying that? That is exactly right. And I have really struggled with a way to put that. And I just said something a little bit ago and I already forgot it. But the idea is uh, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So I think I said something a few minutes ago, which I should have written down. Um, whether you are a Christian entrepreneur, you're a mom, you're a homeschool mom, you're a dad, um, it should be everything for you. Now, you know, I know Kanye West has become a controversial figure, but something that he said on one of the late night shows, I don't remember it, it just had me just cheering in my spirit. The guy was frankly, I think, just trying to trip him up a little bit. Like, you know, so are you a Christian hip hop artist or you are a hip hop artist who happens to be Christian? And Kanye was like, he's like, geez, like Jesus didn't answer those kind of questions. Jesus went off to a whole nother, a whole nother topic, right? That it would answer a different way. So Kanye said, you know what? I'm a Christian everything. I can't do anything without Christ. And I thought, hallelujah and amen. And so my point is, it doesn't really matter where you are, what you're trying to do. Going deeper in the word will help you. And if at the very least, if all you're doing, and I'm saying that in, in, in air quotes, is the Great Commission, which we are all, that's one calling we all know we have. So we don't have to see, okay, what am I called to do? People ask me all the time, start with the Great Commission and then figure it out from there. Um, it's in the Bible, what, you're, what we're called to do as Christians. If that's all, all you can do is teach your kids, your coworkers. And again, you may not be teaching 
sitting them down, but you have that aroma of the knowledge of Christ. That's what the Bible says. We're going to have that and we are going to impact people with it. So yes. And I, again, I, I'm struggling. I wish I had a better tagline. Um, I, I met a lady who's doing um, these kind of studies actually for younger uh, believers. So uh, more, um, you know, people new to the faith and her tagline is uh, a VVS for adults. And I love that. I can't take that. But in a way, that's what this kind of is. It's kind of a VBS for adults. You know that. Why don't we do more things like that for adults? Why? Why it's only kids that get vacation Bible school? I know for me, you know, watching my father grow up. Um, I, we talked about this prior. Um, he was the kind of person who would put all his concordance on the table and have all of his references and spend five hours in study, over like twenty hours a week. Sometimes he would do it in the bathroom. And so, growing up, I'm seeing okay, that is what study looks like. But for me, for me to sit down for five hours, I would get, I would, that, that doesn't work for me, right? And so just really trying to figure out how can I um, get more of God's word on the inside of me in a practical way um, so that I can walk this thing out in my everyday life. So what would you say to a person who is kind of like me, right? Somebody who may not spend 20 hours a week in the word, but I love God. I love how the how I can apply the word to my life. I love understanding what the, the context of it, right? The I look at the studying the Bible like a documentary, right? So getting all the information mm -hmm. to see how it applies so I can appreciate it more. I'm not sure if that's right, but it's it, it's been working for me, right? So what would you say to somebody who's like me who might feel as if sitting down for 20 hours a week could be a little bit intimidating? <laughs> 20 hours a week, I can see. The truth is, I really had thought about this. The truth is there kind of is no substitute for time. So for the aroma approach to the Bible, so you do have to commit a certain amount of time, again, not 20 hours a week, because it's verse by verse. You see, that's kind of the beauty of it. A, B, I primarily teach a digital approach to Bible study. So where your dad had this one, this one, then you gotta look through here. How do you find it? Look through there, gotta find. This is digital, click the thing, gives you the search, you're there, boom. You got you know two different things open on your screen you're good to go. So there are some time-saving things. But the truth of the matter is, so doing it with verse digital, um, it will take time. But that's the blessing of the Bible study. And I'm telling you, I lived it myself. The more time you spend, the more that application comes naturally. So in other words, the more that aroma, it is truly more in your life. But there really is no something for time. So I thought about that. Can I market this as like a quick Bible study? It, it just simply isn't but I trust me, you will be blessed. So in other words, a person I think could easily spend uh, 30 minutes a day. Can they spend 15 minutes? Not on my method. There are many Bible study methods, five minute Bible study, literally I've seen that. Three minute Bible study, I have seen that actually 10 minute because I'm, you know, looked up different Bible studies. That's not this one. I would say a minimum of 30 minutes a day. I don't always go through A-R-O-M-A for every verse. So, okay, here's what I, this is one way you can approach this as a busy person. So for me, I'm reading through the Psalms. So I'm reading, let's say today was a very short Psalm, which was Psalm 131. Um, but I see a line, the line about like a weaned child. And I'm like, hmm, like, let's say I'm a man. I don't even know what weaning even means. Actually, even some of the women didn't really know what that meant when I did that this morning. I did a clubhouse Bible study. By the way, join me on clubhouse for that. Um, so, so I might just take that one verse. What's weaning? Let me just look that up. Maybe I don't really have time to arrange it per se. In my mind, I don't have to write down. I can just kind of look and see, okay, I can see it's a very, simple, short sentence. I can skip the A, but let me try to see if I can find a translinear real quick, biblehub.com. 
look up the verse, look at the translinear. Oh, okay, so weaning means that. And actually it's the same word as this over here. That's always interesting to see when, when the Bible does it. So the translators might use two different words. It's really the same word. So really the Bible wants a certain emphasis on that word that we, we might be missing. Okay, I got that, meditating. Wow, let me just sit and think about, you could do that simply. Let me think about, wow. So I'm like a wean child. Let me sound like resting. I'm like leaning in on the Lord. Um, another part of reading that's quick, easy, reading parallel translations. I teach that. How much can we get by reading like three or four translations? Easy. Biblehub.com, put on the verse, all these translations, scroll down, take a look at them. As you're reading them, meditate on them. You got the, the O, the, you got the, um, the R and the M all together. Orienting is kind of important. It is probably good to know real quick what that song is. It's a song of ascent. That particular psalm, um, as the pillars are going up to the temple, they would be singing those, those songs, those psalms. Um, and so it's probably good to know that. So you can picture them uh, as they're going up and remembering who they are in, in Jesus, really. I mean, for us as believers, we say who we are in Jesus, everything who they were in God, they are resting in him, they're trusting in him, they're putting their hope in him as they're heading up to the temple to worship. And then agreeing. And for me, this was an easy one this morning. Victoria, you need to put all of your trust and hope in me all, always. That's how the verse ends, always. That was easy. So I'm, I'm kind of done, but it did take me probably 30 minutes to yeah. do that. But I'm equipped. I'm equipped. I was able to lead that Bible study, talk to my kids about it. I'll probably text my kids the one verse that I had. Boom. You've kind of, you've done so much in just 30 minutes of study. So, okay. You gave me some hope because that's what <laughs> I do. Like I love Bible Hub, right? And I'm, and I'm a, I'm a word study person. Like what is, like you said, weaning, like what yes. does that mean? Yes. Where, like, where was it used somewhere else? How does that apply to me? Like, how can I use this word to empower somebody else? Right. And so, um, so, okay, cool. I'm already on the right track there. I feel good. <laughs> you, <about it. laughs> I figured you were, I can tell. <laughs> I will be honest with you. You have the aroma of the knowledge of Christ. It's on your page. And what happens um, as you see yourself in that, as I do, you recognize people, even through social media, you can recognize who is giving out the room of the knowledge of Christ, who is not. I had the unfortunate situation of being in a, in a clubhouse room where the room of the knowledge of Christ was not there. And let me just say, I fled, you know, um, anyway. So you can, you know, you know, you can know. So in the beginning, you said this was for moms, right? Because you were relating to people who were, women who were just in the same position as you, right? But you feel like it's it's being like God is expanding your territory now. He's a, he's a, he's Amen. increasing your capacity. Um, so who is this for? Who is Aroma Bible Study for? It is for anybody who feels called, and I think that's important to that to go deeper in God's Word. So you're in a season of your life. You're like, eh, yeah, I read my Bible or I read this Jesus Calling Devotion or something, but I just I want more. I want to go deeper. That's it, because those are the people I'm finding that really resonate with me and what I'm saying. Other people are like, well, I don't have time. That's okay. You're not a called one right now. Uh, you can keep it in mind and you can bookmark it, you know, and come back to it later. But somebody who feels called, yeah, I could really be going deeper in God's word. I should be spending a little bit more time in God's word. Um, but yeah, the sad thing about the Aroma Mom, I even had like a logo and everything. And Laura was just like, no. Nope. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So right now it's really for any person and that includes the Lord showed me even a, a beginning believer. Um, I was very new in the Lord when my stepmother gave me a strong concordance. I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, that's kind of my background. I am a nerd. As we talked about, I mean, I'm a physician. I'm a person who actually likes school and studying and hard work. Um, so I think for me, in, my, in that case, for her to give me the strong concordance where other people might be intimidated, this book is like this, but 
I'm like, oh, this is all like Bible stuff. And I can look so loving here. And this is amazing. Um, so I know that a new believer can, in fact, uh, really incorporate things like word studies, even before the days of all the cool online stuff. Um, anybody can take advantage of that. I have a question for you that just came up as you were talking and take as much time as you need to answer this question. How are you resting right now? Hmm, that's good, that's good. You know, I'm tempted to kind of, and this could be right or wrong, I'm tempted to really say a physical thing. I'm resting in my home, in my family. Um, this is truly my place of rest. I, I don't know how to describe it any better. Like I know for the coronavirus, some people feel very, um, like they have cabin fever, uh, they're stuck in their house. Um, I, I feel great. I mean, I understand I'm a homeschool mom. I've worked from home for a long time. Um, so this is my this is my rest. This is my place of rest. So yeah. I would say that. That's a good question, though. I mean, I wish I could give a more spiritual answer. I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna go. That's what God told me to say was my home. So I'm not gonna try to change that. I wish I could give more spirit. I'm resting in Christ. Of course, I'm resting in Jesus in some way. But that's not what God said to say. So yeah. I'm resting in my home, but not my physical home. My family. My yeah. family, you know, my stuff. kids are older and I can see the day that they're going to be leaving. And I just want to kind of cherish these last you know, years with them before they move out and go on their own and all that. Good stuff. Victoria, it's been a pleasure having you on today. Um, any last words that you want to leave with us? Study your Bible. Again, that's a hashtag. I'm kind of stealing it from somebody else, but I know. Um, but study your Bible. It'll, it will bless you. You don't have to use the Roman approach. You may find a different one. Maybe you just want to read it and, and just go online and look up a few resources or there's some good apps. Just click on a couple of words. Look up. You don't have to do the Aroma approach, but please study your Bible. Um, please show yourself approved. A lot of false preachers out there, a lot of false teachers, and you're not going to know how to, how to spot the um, authentic aroma of the knowledge of Christ without really being in your words. I would leave you with that. Good stuff. All right. I appreciate your time. Um, I'm pretty sure that this content and this conversation is going to help those who are listening. And thank you again for just sharing your time with us today. Amen. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been a blessing. Amen. Amen. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.